Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am your host, Brad. Now I know what you're thinking. Brad, you're by yourself again. Well, you would be correct. Ten points to you, random person who said that. Because, yes, I am back by myself. Blue is extremely busy this week. So I am here to go it alone, which means we don't have our regularly scheduled program for this week. So instead of covering Chihai Furu this week, with it being both a sentimental show to both myself, Blue, and this podcast, we will be pushing that off until next week for whenever Blue is back and ready to go. So in the meantime, you just got me this week. However, fear not. Because those who have listened to the past couple of weeks' episodes, I went to go see Demon Slayer. So, that is what we will be covering today, is Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie Mugen Train. However, before we get into that, I'm gonna just talk for a bit about my week. It's been crazy. It has been, oh boy. This week has been a literal week from hell we have. I've put in a metric shit ton of hours at work. It has been, oh boy. And then inventory on the day that this episode goes up. And so, yeah, work, work's just a little bit stressful. Just a little bit. However, in and around that, I have got a new truck. That is nice. It's definitely the nicest vehicle I've ever owned. It's not new, but it's new to me. It's a 2013 F-150, but it only has 37,000 miles on it. It's not a whole lot of miles. It's wild to think that a vehicle that's eight years old only has so few miles on it. Also, the fact that I own it, it's weird. I don't know. But, yeah, so I've been I've been enjoying that for the past couple of days. And then, of course, outside of that, you know, my spare time is taken up with the RP server, which I know you all have listen to me talk about the past couple of weeks but man i just i just have to say it's a lot of fun to spend my spare time there you know running the russian mob trying to you know keep track of all that amongst all the other shenanigans that are going on you know being the world's greatest coke dealer while also having to keep my subordinates in line mainly tree who is playing my older brother in the server it's been oh boy it's been fun and of course, I know, I realize I say this every week since I've started on this, but if you would like to join me in my streaming escapades or just join us on the server in general, if the RP aspect intrigues you any at all, if you download 5M and you down or you own a copy of GTA 5, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun shenanigans. The owner and admins are some of the most phenomenal people. It's a fun server. Everyone is so helpful. And again, just download 5M, search Echelon RP, and you can find us there. Because again, so much fun. But then, outside of that, not 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 a whole lot extra to really just talk about outside of that. I mean, that's what my life has consisted of this week, is just work, and then RP server, and then Demon Slayer. Ooh boy, Demon Slayer. Also, Chi Furu, that was... It's such a good time to sit back and rewatch it. Like, I don't, I don't know, it's weird. I didn't think I could get so nostalgic over a show that Blue and I just watched, like, maybe two or three years ago. Something like that. When, when did we meet? It's been almost three years. Holy shit. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, just the first show that she and I kind of watched simultaneously and bonded over. It was such a fun show. And just to continue on through seasons two and three, it's been, it's been a lot of fun watching the characters grow and like watching their Karata game progress. Oh, it's so good. And I 
I don't know. I can't wait to sit down and talk with Blue about that next week. I'm really looking forward to it just to see how our tastes might have changed or how we feel about it. Also, how we're going to feel about the show looking at it with podcast brain. That's a that's a different take. So you'll definitely get to listen to us talk about that next week. However, I'm sure the reason you're all here after you saw the title is because you know that I am covering Demon Slayer the movie today. And boy, oh boy, do I have some stuff to talk about. Now, since it is just me, I will not be going like fully in-depth or anything like that. I will be saving that for the episode that Blue and I do together whenever she's able to watch it as well in June, whenever it releases digitally. So you can definitely look forward to that episode whenever it gets released digitally so Blue can watch it as well. But man, it was such a weird feeling, like going back to the theaters with the group of us that we had and just sitting down to watch a film. Like, waiting in line to get the tickets that I purchased online because, y'all, whenever I tell you that the film sold out, like, I mean it, I literally bought the last two tickets so that part of the group of us could actually go because I had a sneaking suspicion I was going to need a couple of extra tickets, and boy, was I right. So it was, that was awesome. Just waiting in line, like, feeling the excitement once we were inside the theaters, and not only that, but get this, people were decked out in cosplay. I forgot what that was like. I haven't seen cosplayers at an anime film since we went to go see Dragon Ball Super Broly back in 2019. So that was that was a wild experience. Not only that, but that was the first time a lot of us had been back into the theaters, not just pre-COVID, but since Weathering With You played in theaters. And so it was it's just such a surreal feeling. Going back, like, every available seat that was there was taken. The auditorium was packed. They had rows socially distanced, of course, so don't don't worry about that. But, I mean, cosplayers and people that had probably never seen Demon Slayer, the actual show, but they just knew the hype and how it was presented due to TikTok and YouTube and just media in general, so they were probably curious. And people ranging anywhere from children all the way up to... Like, I think there might have been an elderly couple there. It was wild, man. And just having a theater full of people that laughed and cried together. It's just such a surreal feeling. It's the first time that I've been to see an anime film in theaters that was sold out. And just, wow, man. Wow. It was was just such a fun feeling. And just that little bit of semblance that things were kind of starting to go back to normal. And I know that it's not. Like, I know that COVID is still there, and it's going to be around for the foreseeable future. However, if this outing was a sign of anything, it's that the sooner everyone gets, you know, vaccinated and COVID is taken care of, the sooner that we can return to this kind of normalcy that we all got to experience for just, you know, a couple of hours. I don't know, man. I realize it probably seems rambly, but boy, oh boy, was was it just such a great time. Like, I've been, I was supposed to sit down and record this yesterday, but I couldn't bring myself to do it because I started to process everything that I was feeling. But one of my buddies that I haven't seen in years, actually, it's probably been over a decade since I've last seen Major, so it was, it was crazy. It's so good to see everyone again, and not only that, but the humor that it brought. A child, like, screaming with glee during one of the most emotional parts of the film. Kid didn't know any better. It was a baby. But just, like, how it kind of brought everybody out of the moment and just gave us all a giggle. It was, it was wild. 
and wild as putting it mildly, but it was, I don't know. It was, it was a lot of fun. And then the film itself, I don't know if it was just because of the circumstances surrounding it. I don't know if it's because of the hype that was built up around it, but I really enjoyed it. Like I have absolutely zero gripes to make. I know a lot of my friends that went to go see it really enjoyed it themselves, but they had a gripe that it, you know, 90% of the film took place on the train. And I was like, you do realize that the train was in the name, right? Like that's how this was going to take place. I don't, I don't know what they were expecting on that one, but you know, sucks. But overall, everyone else around us enjoyed the film. I know the cosplayers seem to really enjoy it, getting to see all the Zenitsu chasing Nezuko TikToks being shot outside the theater. That was also great. And then I'd gotten Blue and myself some giant Nezuko plushies. So I had one of the plushes with me, and it was basically just past Nezuko around our group. Like we all just took turns holding her. That was that was fun. But getting back on the topic of the film, their use of the OP and ED and stuff from the first season, and then Homura playing during the credits was it was really good use of the sound quality. And not only that, but I feel like you foldable just wanted to basically welcome fans back to some semblance of just normal. Like this was this film was truly just a love letter to the fans. The animation and everything was crisp. The CGI and everything they used, it was a little bit jarring, but you can forgive it just because, I mean, it made sense in the context, and I have no fucking clue how they would have animated that without the CGI. But it was good. Of course, just absolutely gorgeous with the sword skills, and then getting to meet Rengoku for this was, like, he's such a cool Hashira, man. He's so weird and quirky, but just really cool to meet. And then, of course, you know, our main trio, or I guess Nezuko included, so our main, like, core group of four, and seeing how they all reacted to the situation and seeing them all grow more. And also Inosuke, man. Like, Inosuke really got a chance to shine in this film, too. And he was just the perfect bits of comic relief. And, of course, Zenitsu was good for the comic relief as well his antics with nezuko were absolutely hilarious it was fun to watch and seeing tanjiro grow more as well and especially with the way that the film ended like you see the way that everything is kind of taking his toll on him and building him up and him realizing like his own physical limitations so i'm excited to see where the growth is going to go at the end of the year whenever the second season starts off and although I've read the manga all the way through, just the film, man, like it, it still broke me. Like I still teared up. I shed a few tears over it. But again, I laughed. It was fun. I feel like I've said that a lot, that it was just fun, but that's exactly what it was. Like it was a fun experience. Just getting to enjoy anime with friends and other people. So many different walks of life just all coming together just for anime and that's that's such a strange thing to think about now the amount of people that showed out for that showing and that wasn't the only showing the showing the day before that was technically the premiere and then all the showings that day all of those sold out 
And that's baffling to think about. Demon Slayer only having one season, but its mainstream attention just brought it to the point to where every showing that happened on its opening day and then Friday, which was, I guess, truly its kind of opening day for the box office, just completely selling out in our area. And that's wild to think about. And I don't know. I'm not here to spoil any bits of the film, because like I said, Blue and I will go into more of the like in-depth bits of the story itself. However, I'll talk a little bit about what happens in it, just to kind of give a brief overview of it. So you can go ahead and put your spoiler chicken hats on now, and we can we can talk about it just a little bit, the events of the film, just because... I don't know. Like, I don't want to leave y'all hanging. I don't want to make this episode just incredibly short, even though it was kind of last minute for me to have to sit down and record this and edit it all in one day. So forgive me for a lot of this and how kind of jumbled it is. But also I'm just kind of jumbled just because I'm kind of wrestling with my thoughts on it all. Because again, it was, it has been the experience of like the past 16 months since COVID first kind of came around. So it's, uh, again, Forgive me if my thoughts and everything are a little bit jumbled, but spoiler chicken hats on now. So let's let's talk about it a little bit. So for those that are unaware with how season one of Demon Slayer ended, our main core of characters are going on a train because there have been reports of a demon attack. And so they were sent to back up Rengoku, who is the flame Hashira. And Tanjiro also wanted to meet up with Rengoku because of his... Fire Dance, he wanted to kind of learn more about flame breathing and see what all was going on and if Rengoku had any sort of idea about, you know, why he was able to do flame breathing and water breathing and if he knew what the dance was and why his father, who was frail, was able to do it. And so they meet up with Rengoku and Rengoku's just immediately quirky. Every time he takes a bite of one of the trained bentos, he's just shouting, delicious! And we were all dying even though it just kept happening repeatedly it was humorous and it was done just the perfect amount to where it didn't start to get annoying or at least that's my opinion so you know shoot me whatever and as things progress demons attack of course but Rengoku just immediately just takes the demons out and you're just shown like just a little glimpse of the power this man has and then Everybody on the train falls asleep. And it's there that you're introduced to the lower one demon that you see get a huge power-up at the end of season one. You're introduced to him and his ability to manipulate dreams and give... Or like his plan about how he, you know, uses his abilities to destroy the spiritual cores of the individuals that he's trying to devour and... but. During that, you get to see the dreams of, you know, our main core group of demon slayers. Nezuko, obviously, being a demon, isn't affected by this. And, oh boy, let's talk about Nezuko for a second. She plays a very minor role in this film. But a lot of that is because she's going to play a major role in a lot of the upcoming stuff. So, I feel like it's forgivable, the minimal role that she plays in this. But boy, oh boy, is she absolutely adorable. It was... She plays such a fun role in this and not even like the inadvertent role that she or not like the actual role that she plays, but she plays an inadvertent role in Inosuke and Zenitsu's dreams. 
But we'll kind of start off with Tanjiro's dream. Like, he's just, like, Tanjiro's dream is him just being back home with all of his family being alive. However, surprisingly, though, Nesuko doesn't show up in the dream. And that's one thing that I found odd. I don't remember that being that way in the manga. Even if it wasn't that way in the manga, it was a really interesting thing to kind of have because Tanjiro is transported into the dream world and he realizes that it's a dream at first until he sees his siblings and they're like, why are you dressed like this? And then it immediately shifts from Tanjiro being in his Demon Slayer outfit to him being in his normal attire that you really only get to see him in in like the first few episodes of the show. And even his scar on his forehead had reverted back to the original, like, just patch. And so it's like Tanjiro kind of forgets that he's dreaming, in a sense. And he just goes about normal life. And again, even though Nezuko's not there, like, he's with his even younger siblings and mom, and they're going through life as if nothing had ever happened. And then, eventually, Tanjiro's the first one that manages to wake up. And then I'm not even gonna... I'm not gonna go through how he manages to wake up. However, for those of you that are going to go see this in theaters, trigger warning for, you know, how he goes about waking up. It's, uh... Yeah, trigger warning. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. And then, transfer over to Zenitsu... (laughs) Zenitsu is dreaming about him and Nezuko frolicking through a flower patch and a forest. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. Also, Nezuko talks in his dream, and Nezuko can't swim, so Zenitsu just literally uses his thunderclap and flash to just zoom through things and jump over obstacles with Nezuko on his back so she doesn't have to get in the water. That was a that was a funny visual. <laughs> And then, Inosuke's dream. Oh boy. So this man is very obviously dreaming that he is the leader of Tanjiro in his dream. It's Ponjiro. And what was... What the fuck was Zenitsu's name? It was Chiyutsu. And Tanjiro looked like a raccoon. And Zenitsu had like a rat tail and rat ears. And then... Nezuko was in a, like, had, like, bright white bunny ears. He actually, I don't even think he gave her, like, the little placard card name thing. I think he just called her Companion 3 or Minion 3 or something like that. And they were going to, they were going to fight the evil monster within the cave. And it was the train that was, like, turned into a giant centipede. It was great. It was a fun time. And then Rengoku's dream was definitely something that I, as an older brother, can relate to. Because it was him, like, going home and telling his father that he had become a Hashira and all he wanted was his father's approval. And his father was like, what does it matter? Why did you go through all this trouble? And that all of it was for nothing. And so Rengoku goes to leave and he's confronted by his little brother and his little brother's just like, how did it go? Like, what does dad think about you becoming a Hashira? And Rengoku's just like, look, he's like, dad doesn't approve. Dad doesn't care. But he said, that's not going to deter me and the passion in my heart to keep from burning. And he's like, you 
need to follow your heart and do whatever you're passionate about because it's his feeling is all that matters. And then he starts to teach his little brother how to properly swing a sword and all of that. But it was, I don't know, as an older sibling, you can definitely relate to the bonding that's going on there. And then, of course, actual demon that puts people to sleep strikes and battle ensues. And it's so pretty, man. Like, seeing all the different sword skills and Rengoku. Like, just the animation and fun that we had with him and getting introduced to him. It's just such a blast. And there's so much more that I want to talk about and just get into, but I can't because I'm going to save that for the June episode. But if you haven't seen it by the time this episode goes live and you still have the opportunity to go to the theaters and see this film if you're a fan of the show even if you're not a fan of the show if you're able and whether you're vaccinated or not as long as you're safe wear a mask all that fun stuff if you're able to go see it i highly recommend going to see it it's an unbelievable watch it's a fun time i highly recommend it just please go watch it You'll laugh if you're a whiny baby bitch like me. You'll cry. It's a fun time, man. It's so weird. So surreal to be able to go experience anime in a theater again with people that also just enjoy anime and the craft and laugh and cry along with them. It was a lot of fun. And that's that's about all I have to say on it, really. So, again... I apologize if this episode seems a little jumbled and thrown together. It was, again, it was, this decision was last minute. So thank you all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. If you like the voice that usually accompanies me, even though she's not here this week, you can check her out on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash blue lavender and on Twitter and Instagram at blue lavender STM. And she also has an adorable Instagram for her dog, Tilly, at the best Tilly Bean. If you want to hear more from me, I stream also at twitch.tv forward slash Brad Quarter Gaming. I stream a couple times a week right now, whenever I have time. I've kind of put that on the back burner for the past couple of weeks because of work. However, I plan on getting more into that this coming weeks. You can also find me on Instagram at Brad Carter Gaming. I'm very easy like that. I like to have all my stuff together. And then we, the podcast, also have an Instagram and a Twitter at BNB Anime. So if you want podcast updates, you like memes, you want to see our thumbnails. If you don't listen to our podcasts on YouTube, but you want to see some very badass thumbnails that a friend of ours makes, you can definitely check that out. And also, we have a YouTube channel, as previously mentioned. We have archives of all of our episodes on there. We have a playlist. We have very fancy thumbnails. So we are on there. We also have an alternate YouTube channel of some voiceover projects that Blue and I have done together. So you can also check that out. I believe it's called BNB Projects. It's linked in the community tab, so you can find that there. Then we also have a website at www.bnbanime.com where we have an archive of all of our episodes, where you can find us, an About Us page where you can learn more about Blue and myself, some voiceover projects that we are taking a part of, friends of the podcast, all of that fun stuff. And again, just thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And we will catch y'all next week for Chihai Furu. Again, sorry for being behind, having to push Chihai Furu back, but, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. However, I'm glad I could just sit down and 
talk about Demon Slayer with you all for a minute because it was it was a fun watch. I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to sitting down with Blue next week and talking about Chiai Furu and just kind of reliving the conversations we had about it back whenever she and I first met. But until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye bye.